kind kitty who needs a family that will adore him. He also needs a warm, soft place to nap and play. If you think you've got the spot, come and meet him today. Man, I just heard your car crying in the parking lot. It really needs an oil change. I know you've been putting it off because of the cost, but here's a deal you can't pass up. Through January at Midas, buy an oil change, get a second one free to use by March. It's perfect to share with a family member. And Midas also gives your car a thorough inspection to identify any current problems and help plan for any upcoming repairs. Helping your car care dollars go farther will keep you safely on the road. See Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program. Brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Well, this morning, I am joined by the director of institutional communications for the University of Wyoming, Mr. Chad Baldwin. Good morning, Chad. Good morning, Floyd. How are you? Doing great. How was uh, your holiday season? It's been a while since you and I have spoken. Yeah, it was wonderful. Uh, the winter break's always welcome and nice, uh, but uh, but it's also good to get good things going again in January. So uh, we got the students back and... Uh, it's off to a good start. How's everybody feeling down there with the weather? Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's, I mean, you know, December was so warm and relatively dry. It got really cold for, for a little bit, you know, a couple weeks ago. And, but now it's, uh, we don't want to say it too loudly down here, Floyd, but, <laughs> yeah. but, the, but the wind's not even blowing much today. So, and I don't think it's supposed to all week. So that's wow. always a blessing. It absolutely is. Uh, when we were living there, um, my wife at the time and I, uh, she actually developed a habit of always keeping her hair in a ponytail just for that reason. It tends to get a little windy down there. But uh, it's it's great to hear that you guys are having fantastic weather. Kind of unusually warm weather. Uh, is there any conversation among uh, some of the scientists down there, the meteorologists that are talking about this uh, unusual heat wave we got coming through? Oh, you know, I don't think uh, uh, there's any particular. I mean, you know, of course, that comes off a period where we got, you know, well below zero for a while. Absolutely. Too, so it's uh, it's uh, I'm not sure. Uh, that there's any particular, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a hot topic, so to speak, <laughs> uh, across the world. Uh, so, but uh, no, no particular uh, insights that I'm aware of here on it. I mean, there are people who study climate change and and the results of climate change and and that kind of thing. Uh, people, lots of people doing that work. But in terms of what you know, why particularly uh, uh, it's kind of warm right now. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, I think I saw somebody say that's more seasonal kind of te- temperatures here we're going to be highs in the 30s i think this week low 30s so uh i don't know there, there has been some strange weather across the country no question about it we came uh outside the other day and there were already robins in the trees and so i was just really curious as to how many people have seen that robins outside in the trees in wyoming in january yeah. Now, uh, Chad, I've been asking folks uh, a series of questions. One, one of two questions uh, each guest gets to kind of answer. It can be anything. But what is one thing 
that uh, you should throw out this year? It can be anything from old T-shirts to a negative attitude. Well, probably I probably could stand to do both of those, Floyd. I, <laughs> uh, I de- definitely got too many, too many uh, old clothes in my closet. So yes, that that would be a, that's a good reminder you just gave me. Actually, <laughs> my wife's been telling me that for some time, but but uh, yeah, that 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 would be a good one. Time to time to go through the closet and get rid of some stuff. My wife did that just the other weekend. Took her uh, took her quite a while, but uh, she ended up I think with I think it was six. Big empty, uh, or excuse me, big full trash bags by the time she was all done. Uh, so she had her friends come over and go through it, and the rest is going to be donated. Yeah. Good time to clear out the closets. Now, uh, switching gears on you, the American Council on Education and the Carnegie Foundation for the Advancement of Teaching has announced that for the first time in its history, UW has been selected as having met the criteria for the 2024 Carnegie Elective Classification for Community Engagement. Chad, that is a mouthful. What does it mean? It means, Floyd, that we have a third-party outfit uh, that's kind of the gold standard for universities that's taken a look at us and said, you know what, you are fulfilling your land-grant mission. Uh, uh, you You are serving the people of Wyoming. Uh, uh, and, and, and at a pretty high level. Uh, now, we always know we can do better, but, uh, and we're working to do that, and in some ways this designation kind of puts us on a pathway to do better. But uh, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a validation uh, of, of the work that we're doing for, peop- for people in Wyoming, basically. And, and universities across the country pursue this. It takes a lot of paperwork, a lot of kind of inventory, a lot of, you have to do a self-study and, all that sort of thing, but uh, you know, it's it's kind of a kind of a badge of honor, you might say, uh, but it's not anything you kind of rest on your laurels about. It it makes you want to do more. Yeah, so this is kind of a recognition of community involvement. Yeah, yeah. So so you know, we 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 uh, we everybody knows the university provides education. We do research, but part of our of our land grant mission is to do service to the people of Wyoming, and so you know, there's a whole host of of, of you know, uh, things you could point to, but it's it's where we have partners across the state, and we're help and we're doing something with those partners, basically. And and you can point to the the stuff we do with K twelve education, the stuff we do with our business resource net, resource network helping businesses. Uh, you can point to things like we have a legal services clinic that provides uh, legal services to people who can't find free services. We have. Uh, an income tax assistance program, which helps people in need of their tax filing help. You know, we we, uh, we do sports camps and athletic and science and music and art camps for for young people. Uh, and those are just a, a few things, but the, um, uh, the, the, that's the kind of stuff they're recognizing. You know, Chad, I'm not trying to blow smoke here, but the University of Wyoming, to my knowledge, has always done a lot of these types of activities with the community. Uh, even when I was living there, I can remember uh, taking our daughter to like a cheerleading camp that you guys were having. She was really young back then, so that was quite a while ago. So to earn this uh, classification for community engagement, I mean, you guys really, that's got to have a high bar. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. It is a high bar. I mean, there are a number of, of schools that, you know, they apply for it. 
and they fall short and they have to come back and apply again. We're fortunate. This was on our first attempt, and 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 we got in. You know, they and but like I said, it took it took a lot of work. You have to and you know, you might some might say, well, why didn't you have this before? Some of that was just due to the fact that you have to prioritize the time and the people to put put the proposal together. Yeah. And yeah. and and so that, you know, it's like not that we hadn't been doing this stuff already, but it's it's uh, um, you know we had we had to expend some effort to actually make the application. Yeah, kind of gather and, and everybody around and and yeah. categorize and figure out everything that everybody's doing, and yeah. at a university level, that's got to be quite a bit of work. Um, now, moving on down the line, UW also recently just formed a new office, the Office of Industry and Strategic Partnerships, talking about partnerships. Chad, what is the purpose of this new office? So it's, it's to, to help us uh, develop more partnerships with industry, with private companies. And, uh, and you know, we, again, that's another one. We, we, we do, we've been doing this sort of thing for, for a long time. But this is a more formal uh, office set up to, to take it to a new level. So that this is about, you know, like uh, research partnerships with industry. It's like, uh, um, and tied in with that is helping develop more, uh, like, internship opportunities for our students uh, and, and that sort of thing. So it's, you know, we, I, I could probably point to several examples, but the, where, where we partner with, with industry to uh, to do research and to provide opportunities for our students, you know a lot of, a lot of companies are looking to, to to hire interns, right? And this is this is a way to it's kind of a one stop shop for for companies that want to engage with UW, especially with the energy industry. I know you guys have partnered with a lot of individuals and companies that way uh, right. within the energy field. You've got experimental uh, stations going up near power stations uh, and, and those types of partnerships to develop further use of uh, various energies and find more efficient ways to get things done. So yeah. this office is going to expand, not just in the energy industry, but agricultural and, and others. Absolutely, yeah. And tech, tech companies are a really good example, Floyd. You know, big uh, computing companies have... You know, uh, you know where they'll uh, uh, they'll provide maybe equipment or, or, or you know that kind of thing as part of the partnership, and a part of it's an economic development thing too. You know where there's uh, and I can't be too specific because nothing's been announced yet. But we have a company that uh, wants to locate uh, a uh, a group of so- software engineers here in Laramie, and uh, and uh, they want to hire our alumni and st- graduates and that sort of thing and. And uh, and they also want to make some contributions and do some joint research with us. And so uh, part of that is providing some at least temporary space for them on campus, and then you know formalizing an agreement where uh, where they they provide internship opportunities and and uh, you know support for some of the research we're doing in like artificial intelligence. And Chad, so, I'll yeah. go ahead. Go ahead, please. Yeah. So anyway, that's. That's a good example of what, what we're striving for with this, with this office. I've always felt that the state of Wyoming would be an excellent location for tech companies. Uh, they have to spend so much money on cooling systems. Uh, even here at uh, the radio station, in the middle of winter, if our AC goes out at a certain station, uh, our, our engineer has to respond right away. 
these things get so hot, especially things like servers. I mean, we've got the land, we've got the the know-how, and we've got the the weather outside to really make for a good location to put some of these giant server stations. Uh, so it's great to hear that you guys are moving this forward, and maybe, uh, as you said, nothing's uh, been written in stone as of yet. Opening up a brand new uh, field and company uh, yeah. for our students to go directly into and stay local right here. Uh, well, and I'll I'll go a little bit farther on that, Floyd. So the again, I won't name names, but the 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 CEO of the company was a high school classmate of mine in Riverton in Riverton, oh, wow. Riverton High School. And uh, and he uh, and he um, uh, wanted to bring this this part of his company to Laramie, uh, partly because he's a UW graduate and 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 wants to help his home, you know, old home state. But but part of it's honestly because you mentioned expense. It's they don't have to, you know, the the, the cost of living in California, for example, where they're based, uh, hiring hiring these. Uh, these these engineers, software engineers, is not a cheap proposition, mm-hmm. and the cost of living is high there, and and you know we complain about housing costs and all that stuff in Wyoming, and the, the, there's legitimacy to that, but boy, compared to some of the other places, uh, uh, it's just less expensive to do business here, and that's that's part of his, his calculus as well. I really do feel, <clears throat> excuse me, that the state of Wyoming. Uh, could be, you know, right up there with the rest of the tech giants as a location to develop these types of technologies going forward. Uh, we've got the university right there in Laramie, who's got, uh, you know, great programs and people graduating out of this stuff. And I just feel that it, we are a resource for that industry that has yet to really be taken advantage of. But I think yeah. once that yeah. starts and and other companies start seeing you know, the benefits of relocating here, I think it'll be a tidal wave. Uh, you know, like you said, the cost of living, the the ability to get, to be right there, um, you know, with everything that you need and not having to, you know, go through an hour and a half uh, commute in the morning and, and fight traffic. There's yeah, little advantages, sure. little advantages. Yeah, there are. Of course, the challenges, Floyd, are things like, uh, you know, um, housing, uh, yeah. Do we, and that's 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 across the state, and then you know a workforce, right? Do you ha- are there the people that, that that you need to do it? And in this case, uh, uh, the hope is, and, and they're bet not betting on the fact that they're going to get uh, not only people coming out of out of graduating in, in now and in coming years, but also some of our alumni who had to uproot and go say to Colorado or somewhere else uh, to find work after they graduate. Now this is opportunity to come back home. Mm-hmm. And exactly. I know there are people out there who want to do that, and so uh, uh, that's kind of exciting as well. Absolutely. Even one of our uh, engineers here, uh, one of our graphic designers, he came from California, and uh, I think he's a lot happier up here. No offense to California, but, uh, yeah, he's just more of a Wyoming type of guy. And on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. More with the University of Wyoming. When we return, you're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE. 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Have you ever wondered what makes First Federal Bank and Trust unique? We're a mutual bank, which means our focus is on you. Unlike other banks, we don't pay shareholders, we pay our community. 
At First Federal Bank and Trust, your financial interests drive our decisions. Bank with us and experience the mutual bank difference, where the power of community fuels your financial success. First Federal Bank and Trust is Sheridan's only mutual bank. Member FDIC. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. Happy New Year. Yeah, new Year, new me. New Year, but same team at Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Did you know that our average employee tenure is 10 years? There's been a lot of changes in town. What you can count on with us are the same faces that live and work in our community. Well, who's worked the longest? Ken Weber. He's been here for 45 years. If you haven't been in to visit him or the team lately, come say hi and enter to win our monthly giveaway of $500 in Chamber Bucks so we can keep our shopping local. Stop in to Sheridan Honda and Power Sports today. Wake up and smell the coffee lovers. McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo and Gillette are bringing back the McCafe menu magic. Delightful espresso drinks and coffees. Whether you crave the warm of a hot cappuccino or caramel cappuccino, mochas, lattes, iced coffees, and more. You can order your McCafe coffee right from the McDonald's app using mobile order and pay for a quick pickup. Your mornings just got a whole lot better with McDonald's McCafe because, hey, good days start with a great cup of coffee. It's back. This public service announcement sponsored by Pilch Engineering, providing residential and commercial subdivision design services. Sheridan County Sportsman's Association Gun Club is hosting an NRA basic pistol class. This class meets the requirements for a Wyoming concealed carry permit. February 17th, 22 caliber pistols and ammunition will be provided or bring your own. Register at NRA Courses website or call or text Sheila at 307-752-5331. That's 307 752 Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. Now with me this morning is the Director of Institutional Communications for the University of Wyoming, Mr. Chad Baldwin. We were talking about partnerships and the tech industry possibilities that Wyoming holds and how the university is working to take advantage of these. Now, something else that the university is doing, taking advantage of UNI. That's right, Wyomingites. The university is going to undertake a three-year effort to gather and archive stories of everyday Wyomingites following the receipt of a very significant grant from a prominent national foundation that supports arts and humanities Chad, who's going to be gathering these stories and archiving them over the course of the next three years? So it's a team that's going to be led by our Department of English, uh, Lloyd. It's uh, uh, yeah, this grant from the Mellon Foundation. It's $850,000, and in the humanities world, that's a lot of money. Uh, and uh, it's going to help us organize a, a team to kind of go out around the state and, uh, and capture people's stories. And we're talking about just everyday Wyomingites and then create an archive where they are available can be shared with the, with the public. Uh, um, and and it's, it's tied in, actually, with uh, uh, plans, and it hasn't been approved yet. Our Board of Trustees still has to consider and approve it, but a, a Ph.D. program in, in, uh, in, in, in English that's, uh, that's tied, into, uh, uh, tied into this sort of work where you're, it's, it, it's a public-facing sort of thing. And it's, uh, anyway, so it's, you know, we talk a lot about, uh, the STEM fields, which are really, really important, uh, but we have a, a thriving uh, humanities uh, uh, set of programs here, and and uh, and this is an exciting uh, project that's uh, coming from our English department. 
Now, this this is really fascinating. It's something that uh, I would have absolutely loved to to have been a part of when I when I was down there. The idea to go out and to talk to everyday people about their their lives and their experiences, and and I mean, really celebrating the cultures of Wyoming. Um, how are we going to vet subjects for that? I mean, is this going to be kind of a man on the street experience? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, now there will be events where they, they, uh, you know, they uh, coffee shops or, or that sort of thing. But uh, but there there will be publicized oppor- opportunity opportunities for people to to uh, you know to uh, to engage that way. So yeah, it'll be it'll be very much kind of a man on the street sort of situation. That's fascinating. How how will we use uh, this information? I mean, is this just going to be archived so that we can look back through it and and try to understand what it means to to yeah. be a Wyomingite? Uh, yeah, exactly. You kind of just described. I mean, the, the, in addition to the archiving, there will be opportunities for analysis, right? And and uh, uh, taking a look and and uh, finding things in common, right? Maybe there's some common threads we weren't aware of, uh, or that sort of thing. That it'll give an opportunity for for uh, uh, humanities research uh, for sure. You know, I I always find it quite fascinating. Uh, popular media. Uh, a, a somewhat very popular television show or streaming program, excuse me, uh, that celebrated who and what we are up here in Wyoming. Got pretty popular for a while, uh, named after a national park. <clears throat> but I think uh, a lot of folks in the nation have started to pay more attention to Wyoming, our sense of freedom, and the way that we operate here. Uh, do you feel that as well? Are you kind of seeing that a little bit, Chad? Oh, I think for sure, Floyd, you bet. I mean, we know there are lots of people moving to the, to Wyoming and other Intermountain West states where, where, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're coming here for something that we have that they can't find where they are now. You know what I mean? Where they were. And so, yeah. and, and some of that is that there's a freedom aspect to it. There's an open spaces aspect to it. There's a, uh, you know, there's a, uh, and in Wyoming, we've always sort of prided ourselves in a live and let live sort of mentality. There's that aspect to it, uh, um, and uh, and of course we got beautiful beautiful scenery and places too, and things to do here. The whole outdoor uh, experience is is something that, honestly, I've I've often told people if you don't love the outdoors, maybe Wyoming's not the place for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's and we got we have awesome, you know great like Laramie's got a wonderful downtown, and we have a vibrant uh, district here, but you, you don't move, you don't move generally to Wyoming for the shopping Floyd. Yeah. And so, and so you know, that's, that's my personal opinion. I'm, I'm just expressing, but, but uh, uh, yeah, this is the sort of thing that, you know, why, you know, why do people come to Wyoming? Those are the sorts of stories or why do you, why do you families stay here for generations? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, those are the kind of stories that people, that uh, this team will be looking for. And I, you know, I'll admit I've had uh, opportunities uh, in other states that I could have taken advantage of, but I just I can't leave Wyoming. I I love this state. I moved my wife here. She loves this state. Uh, after relocating her, uh, you know, I think she's uh, she's definitely made her life and got her heart here now. And I think once you get here and you get settled in, you realize that it's it's so much more 
than just that vacation destination. And I really yep. think a lot of folks are taking advantage of that. Now, yeah. something when it comes to work or employment, um, to build on what you and I are talking about now, it is now possible for prospective and current students, as well as members of the public, to learn what recent graduates of the University of Wyoming are doing in the state and how much money they're making. So this is information that we can now look up and see, hey, if, if I send my child or if I'm uh, getting close to graduating, going into the field, what are my prospects here in the Cowboy State, correct? That's correct. You nailed it. Yeah. It's a, this is a joint effort with the, with the uh, community colleges and the State Department of Workforce Services. And, uh, but our Office of Institutional uh, Analysis led the effort for us. And, you know, you, you, they created this, they tapped into database and then created uh, 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 this new dashboard that you can go onto. And if you, you know, you, what, your question is, well, okay, so what, what can I get with, a, say, a degree in uh, construction management from UW? It's one of our new programs, a very popular one. And, uh, and you can go on there and say, oh, yeah, so our graduates, there's this many graduates who are in this field in Wyoming, and this is what they're making. And, uh, and so, you know, uh, very, very helpful for career planning, Boyd. Absolutely. And a lot of folks, like we were talking, moving up here, uh, trying to find that sense of uh, independence uh, and, and outdoors activity. You know, moving is a very stressful event, and if you don't already have a job secured, that's another stress on top. So it's great to know that you can now log on to this site and figure out, hey, this is what I could be making up there in the state of Wyoming, and this is how I can do it. Chad, where do we find this information? So the, uh, uh, the name of the dashboard, if you Googled it, that might be better because URL is a little, little difficult, but it's the Post-Secondary Education Workforce Outcomes in Wyoming Dashboard. That's a lot of words, but... Post-secondary education workforce outcomes—that's the key thing—and it's it's part of the uh, it's a collaboration that the legislature uh, and, and previous governors and I think Governor Gordon certainly on board with this directed called the statewide longitudinal education data system, which is where you know so so we have eight community colleges and then we have UW. And we all kind of, you know, have our own governing boards and kind of, in some ways, do our own thing. Although there's more and more collaborations, and this is an example of that where we all come together and say, uh, you know, the, the the policymakers need a, a a complete picture of higher ed in Wyoming, and uh, and that's what this uh, this is about is making our data available all together in one place, and uh, and this workforce uh, outcomes dashboard is is one manifestation of that that could be very useful. Not just for policymakers, but for, but for uh, prospective students and their families. Absolutely, and for data collection as well. People uh, doing research projects or trying to uh, gather information um, for something else. I think that's a fantastic dashboard. It's something that we can look at. <clears throat> Individuals who are even looking to maybe change uh, what they do. Uh, Absolutely. You know, yeah. having more information about, you know, am I going to take a pay cut if I go into this field or am I going to provide better for my family by doing that? And I think that's it's amazing. And it's one of those things that once you actually get it accumulated and you get to looking at it, you wonder, why didn't we have this before? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably one of those things we we should have done years ago. Now, I'll say I don't want to confuse things too much, Floyd, but 
uh, on our University of Wyoming sites, when you go, come and search for a particular academic program, we have we don't have all of them done. But we have the majority of them done now. Where you go to search, say, for an accounting degree, uh, and what and, and down on that webpage it tells you what what to go what you can make, but it's a national number. So it's like what what do accountants make nationally, right? Uh, and and that's really handy because it's program by program. You can see that this this thing I'm talking about now it takes that and just narrows it down to Wyoming. That's what fantastic. Are, what, what are they? What are people? What are graduates in these fields making in Wyoming? Now, speaking of partnerships, uh, one more thing I want to. Uh, well, actually, there's two things I want to touch on with real fast. Can you tell me a little bit more about the University of Wyoming partnership with Wyoming oil operators and how this yeah. development will help to drive up royalties? Yeah, this is this is another exciting. This is a great example of the. The, the private corporate partnerships we were talking about before Floyd. So we have on our campus. It's a, one of the, it, I, as I understand, it, it is the world leading uh, center. It's called the Center of Innovation for Flow through Porous Media, and that's a lot of words. But essentially, uh, and I, I hope I don't uh, mess this up too bad in describing it. But it's, it looks at the way that uh, one of the things is the way hydrocarbons move through move underground. Porous media would be like sands or gravels or that sort of thing, and how how do these uh, how do things move through this porous media? Now there's other applications too, but but the, the, this is focused got to start for to help. Uh, it's a resource for the oil and gas industry. They prov- and they do this at like the atomic scale. I mean it, it, it's it's like incredible te- incredible technology. It's Dr. Mohammed Piri is the founder and director of it, and uh, uh, and anyway. Uh, he, for years and years, he has been doing this work with with private industry, uh, to the tune of like a hundred million dollars that Whoa. has come in for that. Uh, now, the, through through the, the legislature, has helped us uh, create this as a program where they provided twenty five million dollars, and then the companies that want to participate do uh, uh, um, contribute, and then there are uh, field tests. Uh, research projects that are done, and and, and so, so uh, the, there's been. Uh, this is the, the the first group. This is the pilot group, where uh, there have been uh, four uh, companies applied and were selected to be part of this, and they're uh, uh, they're petroleum hold, Ballard Petroleum Holdings, Continental Resources, Devon Energy, and Oxy USA Incorporated, and Dow Chemical is also a partner in this, and so uh, um, there's a there's a there's a laboratory phase, and then there's a field phase that's going to happen. But the idea is it, this is going to help these companies get more, get more oil out of the ground. Uh-huh. And, and it comes through in, in injecting gas to help get them out, help get the stuff out. And, uh, and Dr. Peary's center has this incredible expertise that, that has served companies across the world. Now this is a focus on, on Wyoming and Wyoming fields. And, um, and so uh, – so that that's exciting, and I, you know there's a proposal to before the legislature to do more, even more in coming years. But this is the first group, and it's exciting to see how this is going to unfold. That's fantastic to hear that and, you know. And working on these partnerships uh, to further industry is something that uh, the university has been very successful at. Uh, and and oil and gas, you know, literally uh, part of the lifeblood of the cowboy state. 
Chad, I've run out of time with you, my friend. I want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to give us a call and keep us up to date on what's happening with our university. You bet, Floyd. Thanks for the time. All right. When we come back, we're going to speak with the Sheridan County Library System. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Have you ever wondered what makes First Federal Bank and Trust unique? We're a mutual bank, which means our focus is on you. Unlike other banks, we don't pay shareholders. We pay our community. At First Federal Bank and Trust, your financial interests drive our decisions. Bank with us and experience the mutual bank difference, where the power of community fuels your financial success. First Federal Bank and Trust is Sheridan's only mutual bank. Member FDIC. Wrap Plumbing and Heating can handle any job you have, big or small. From new construction to a pesky leaking toilet, the professionals at Wrap Plumbing and Heating are here to assist you. Drippy faucet? Sure. New shower hardware? No problem. Plumbing an entire new house? For sure. Clogs that need snaked? Oh yeah. Wrap Plumbing and Heating has not met a job they can't handle. Too big a crap? Call Dan Rapp at 429-1196. The break free from the bitter cold sale is on at Waring Sheridan Chevrolet. You never know when the next winter storm will strike. So Waring Chevrolet has decided to mark down their entire inventory this week during the break of the weather. The lot's full of new Chevrolets, plus massive inventory of pre-owned vehicles. This is the week to come in and let the sales team show you the wearing way of buying a vehicle. It's not just a sale. It's a meltdown. The break free from the bitter cold sale will last as long as the higher temperatures do. Waring Chevrolet online, WaringSheridan.com. After the busy holidays have passed, don't forget those loved ones in January. Legacy Diamond and Gems has a large selection of garnet, January's birthstone, in rings, pendants, earrings, and bracelets. Beautiful garnets from Montana, Brazil, Africa, and other locations throughout the world. Come into Legacy Diamond and Gems for the finest quality jewelry at an exceptional value. 11 North Main Street in downtown Sheridan. You are invited to the 7th Annual Little Goose Ranch Production Sale, January 27th at Buffalo Livestock Marketing. Selling is an outstanding set of registered yearling Black Angus bulls, featuring progeny influenced by top-named sires such as SAV, Early Arrival, and SAV Anthem, and Coleman Sheridan and Coleman Ranger, and other outstanding herd sires. Free wintering and delivery within 500 miles. Visit littlegooseranch.com for further information and see the catalog. Make plans. Buffalo, Wyoming, January 27th, 1 p.m., Little Goose Ranch production sale. If you're looking for a little extra sports coverage in life, you should check out the Weekend Sports Wrap podcast hosted by me, James Timberlake. Every week, we break down some of the biggest stories in the sports world, as well as some other topics along the way. And we'll maybe talk about something random, like how mind-blowing the invention of shoelaces must have been when they first came out. Who knows? For all of your sports jargon and maybe a little extra, check out the Weekend Sports Wrap podcast posted every Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts or on SheridanMedia.com. Presented by Jack and Kathleen Wood at 307 Real Estate and Alpine Climate Control. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting and this morning I am joined for the second part of the show by Sheridan County Public Library System Program Coordinator, 
Denise Gillenwater. Good morning, Denise, and welcome back. Good morning, Floyd. How are you today? Doing pretty well. Uh, if you could pull that microphone just a little bit. Sure. Thank you. Is now, that better? That is much better. Great. How was your new year? You know what? Um, it's been good. It's We had a, a great time. We celebrated with friends and family, and it, overall it was just kind of quiet. And um, at the library, we have a lot of new things happening. Yeah. So. Now, uh, what's... I've been asking folks a series of questions, mm-hmm. one or the other. Uh, today is, what is something you should throw out this year that you just kind of haven't thrown out yet? It can be anything from an attitude or or old stuff in the garage. So I've recently recognized that um, I kind of have imposter syndrome, that I don't give myself enough credit for for what I am capable of doing. That, so it's a lot of negative self-talk, and so that's yeah. what I'm trying to get rid of. I love that. I love that. Um, you know, I've heard uh, all kinds of fantastic answers about this, and it's amazing what these little questions will will kind of dig up about ourselves. So when we take a moment and think, wow, what should I throw out this year? Or what new skill, <clears throat> excuse me, should I develop this year? And so it's, it's great to hear that... Uh, you're taking a little a little time for you and uh, going forward with that. Now, uh, have you ever belonged to a book club? I currently belong to a book club. Um, I am actually facilitating um, the cool book club at the library. Um, other than that, I had never belonged to a book club. What inspired you to join this one? I created this one. And I created it for the purpose of introducing people to the idea of being in a book club and not being intimidated by the traditional idea of what a book club is, which is very academic and some people would say kind of stuffy. And so the Cool Book Club, which they voted themselves to title themselves that, <laughs> of course. Um, is a way more laid back and um, is just to introduce people to a less literary kind of book club. So it's purely for the enjoyment of reading. So each time um, we meet, we discuss the book, we usually have like a little potluck meal. And um, then we vote after we have our discussion, we vote on the next books to read. So I let my group decide on what they want to read next. Um, I don't want it to be up to me because I want them to keep coming. I want them to enjoy. I want them to be engaged. So it's... um, and in my, our numbers are growing, and we want more people. Right now we have, and it's kind of slow, so right now we have about 10 members. But it varies depending on the book. Now, so, when, it, when it comes to that type of selection, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was going to ask how a traditional book club kind of operates, but I really like the way that yours operates. Because you may find yourself reading something that you wouldn't have chosen uh, if you were just reading casually at home. Has that happened with you yet? Have they chosen a book where you're like, well, I wouldn't have read that, but I found it fascinating when I did. Sure. Um, you know, we've read everything from um, The Midnight Library to uh, Born a Crime by Trevor Noah, and we just finished The Storyteller by Dave Grohl, which everybody loves. Um, we only purchased like 10 copies of that one, and we had over 22 checkouts. So. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, that one was a success and, um, I can't 
remember what we voted on because we just had our meeting last night. I don't remember what the final tally was for our next book. But we read anything. I mean, we've read some some crazy little mysteries. And so it's whatever the group is in the mood to read. Yeah. And um, our library has been great about um, borrowing or even purchasing, you know, a small number of books for this group. And I think it's paying off because I want people to be comfortable with, with discussing books and not just in, in that academic way. But I would like it to be a stepping stone so that the, as they get more comfortable, perhaps they do step up to a more highbrow type book club. Um, and like, so when you sit down uh, currently, do you guys discuss a lot of, say, character development? Or is that the kind of discussions that you're having now? Or is it more about plot? Or why do you think this person did that? The kind of discussion? It's, 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 Character driven. So most of the most of the time, and it will really depend on the book, but most of the time we talk about yeah motivation of the characters, um, and again uh, sometimes we have a, a set of questions that we've come up with in advance. It's just talking points, mm-hmm. and other times it's kind of a free for all. It just depends. You know, we'll start out with one talking point and then just let the conversation flow, and. Um, People really seem to enjoy it. They have, they actually have a good time. They laugh. They, there's some lively debate going on, and um, and we have a really diverse group. The when I initially started it, I wanted it to be a, like a young adult or newly adult type situation where people just out of college, so you know about 21 to about 35. I wanted that demographic, but the demographic I have is really about 27 to 80. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's great because that's a much broader range of what I ever imagined. And they're interacting and they're engaging. And um, I love book club discussion. I absolutely love it. And that's one of those situations, kind of like what we were describing before, where I wouldn't have read that without the club. But also, I wouldn't have engaged like yeah. this with, with someone younger or someone older without the club. And here I am making a friend who has a completely different perspective on life exactly. itself. Exactly. And and I think that's another fascinating aspect of the book club because we're reading the same book, but the way that you read it and what you're seeing might be heavily contrasted to, to what I'm seeing and reading and or feeling. Sure. Uh, do you find those discussions to be some of the most fascinating that you guys yeah, are seeing? Yeah. Um, and it's interesting to listen to the discussion, and I do participate because I read the books too. Um, it's interesting that you'll hear patterns from each member that they that there are certain um, certain ideas that they tend to glean from each each book we read. There's a commonality in what they want to talk about, and it's because that's what they relate to. It's their perspective, and so it's really interesting. We have a we have a um, a psychiatrist that comes in. Oh, how we have, fascinating. We have um, a maintenance supervisor that comes in. We have a retired college professor that comes in. We have students. So it's a broad demographic, and it's it's great because they're getting to know each other, not just 
on the book club level, but his neighbors. Yeah. And that is great to see that happening. And um, and they do go out to coffee and stuff after book discussions. So. Yeah. And maybe even discuss certain things further or discuss an idea that was brought up. But yep. uh, if maybe my perspective didn't have anything to do with the book, so I'm going to save that for later. We'll go to coffee and we'll have a discussion as to why I feel the way that I do yes. and or vice yes. versa. I think that is absolutely fascinating. It's amazing what being a member of a book club could really open up for somebody. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's... like you said, neighbors coming together and without even realizing that we were neighbors in the first place. Mm-hmm. Well, and we all share a community, so we're really neighbors. Absolutely. That's fascinating. Now, how many book clubs does the Sheridan County Library uh, system endorse or uh, what do you call that? Support? So, um, we facilitate, um, well, there's, there's the cool book club and then there's the, uh, what's called the Claire York book discussion groups. And there's one of those groups is held at the Fulmer public library. And then there's another group at the Tongue River branch and another at story. And so at any given time, there's about four different groups going on that are discussing different books. And um, you can find that schedule either uh, online at our website, um, our newsletter. You can call me at the library or the front desk, and they can tell you um, how to get in on this. And it's easy. You walk in you um, to whichever library that you're going to be attending the discussion or plan on attending the discussion. You go in there, and you just um, ask for the book club book. And... Um, They'll get you set up, and then you'll have a schedule of discussions, and you just show up and talk about what you've read. And and jump in. I mean, that's that's really the thing. Uh, And everybody is welcome. This isn't, these aren't exclusive groups. The whole idea is to get people involved. And different perspectives. Different perspectives. Uh, I I think that's, like we were discussing before, the fascinating part of this whole thing. You know, you've got... Retired college professors, psychiatrists, and 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 then John the Rancher or something, you know, sure. which which I would absolutely just love to get that perspective from that individual on the same book that everybody else is reading. How are they seeing it now? Uh, when we look at say, because I read for work, obviously mm-hmm. quite a bit. So when I sit down to read a book myself, I want to go off planet sure whether that be fantasy or or science fiction something something like that um is there a book club uh that supports that type of reading or if not how does one start a book club to do that well you um the the library system excuse me um has book club kits available so if you want to start your book club you just need to come in and talk to us and um, you can check out a book club kit that has 10 copies and some um, notes and discussion questions included and anybody can start their own book discussion group so and you can take it off premises or you could uh, make reservations to use a room and meet at the library for your discussion Um, so it's really I mean it's the potential for more book club groups. I, I mean, anybody could do it. Yeah. Yeah. And all you got to do is just go down there. Oh, yeah. Grab the kit, sign up, and get a space. Yeah. 
and you can start your discussions. Now, shifting gears on you here, mm-hmm. um, uh, there's something a little different. Uh, the blind date with a book program. This, mm-hmm. tell me what this is. I mean, I, I have an image in my head about what it is, but oh, okay. what is it really? So it's something fun that we do in February um, to kind of get everybody out of those winter blahs. And it's not so bad this year because we've had some warm weather. But um, so we uh, disguise books. And um, so the reader doesn't know exactly what book is inside. And then we, on the, on the wrapping, we write a descriptor of the book or include the first line. And so you just kind of take a chance. You come in, you, um, you uh, check go out this book. Go pull that book. mic. Just uh, speak right it, at, There you go. Sorry Thank about you. that. Right. Um, you check out that book, and then inside um, there's usually a bookmark or a ticket where you can leave a little review, and it's actually an entry into a basket drawing. So we want, we want a little bit of feedback, and it's, they're not just, it can be like liked it, loved it, hate it, whatever. Um, and that's your entry into a basket drawing that will happen on the last day of February. Is that the 29th this year? I'd have to look at a schedule. I think it might I think, be. I think it's leap year. So um, whatever that last day is going to be in February, um, as long as it's not on a Sunday, we'll, we'll do the drawing. And um, it's just kind of fun. It's just something um, to get people to step out of their comfort zone in what they're usually used to to reading well the old adage don't judge a book by its cover exactly right? don't judge a book by its cover and um we have a lot of participation in the past it's a very popular program oh wow that's that's great yeah and it's it's one of our passive programs so um which means i'm just not there hands-on all the time yeah helping you with it i set it up and let other people take care of it let the patron do the choosing and what is the drawing for um, I'm going to put together a prize basket, so oh. it'll have some goodies, and it's all sorts of different things. There'll probably be a couple books included, and um, it's usually a pretty nice basket. And the more books you read... The more entries you get. The more entries you're yes. in. That's fantastic. Yes. What, a, what a great little program to introduce people, again, to books that they may have never considered. Yeah. To have them take a chance. Yeah. You know, and it's it's kind of fun. and. We run on the on the honor system that you're really going to read the book and yeah. not just turn in an entry. So, I, well, I think I I really enjoy that program. Um, well, we've run out of time this morning, Denise. I greatly appreciate you stopping and telling me about book clubs and this new blind date. Well, I guess it's not new, but very popular. Yeah, we've been doing it for years. Blind oh. date. Oh, you'll have to come in and one up. That's fantastic. Okay. Thank you for stopping it. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared.
A new year means new adventures. Make this year the start of your homeownership adventure with First Federal Bank and Trust. Our local team will guide you through the home loan process from start to finish. Explore our online tools 24-7 from customizable financial calculators to daily mortgage rates. Call us or stop by our home loan center to get pre-qualified or apply online today at efirstfederal.bank. At First Federal Bank and Trust, we're making home happen in Sheridan. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The break free from the bitter cold sale is on at Waring Sheridan Chevrolet. You never know when the next winter storm will strike. So Waring Chevrolet has decided to mark down their entire inventory this week during the break of the weather. The lot's full of new Chevrolets, plus massive inventory of pre-owned vehicles. This is the week to come in and let the sales team show you the wearing way of buying a vehicle. It's not just a sale. It's a meltdown. The break free from the bitter cold sale will last as long as the higher temperatures do. Waring Chevrolet online, WaringSheridan.com. The Wild Performing Arts and Education Center presents the National Theater's production of The Crucible, Thursday, February 1st at 6 p.m. A witch hunt is beginning when a group of young Salem women raised to be seen and not heard suddenly find their words have an almighty power. Watch as a climate of fear, vendetta, and accusation spreads throughout the community, making no one safe from trial. Get tickets today at the Wild Theater box office or online at wildtheater.com. Are you ready for your dream home in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming? Well, look no further than 440 Cummings Avenue with beautiful updates throughout to make this a charming place to live. Not only is this three-bedroom, two-bath house move-in ready, it has a 1,500-square-foot shop with tons of room for hobbies or jobs. There's also an equipment shed for extra storage. So don't miss out on this amazing opportunity. Call Katie Losey at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Our winter window covering sale is on at Window Works and More and Nest Home and Holiday. Hi, this is Darlene, and we are offering 10 to 25% off on all types of window coverings, including Hunter Douglas, Graber, and all major brands. Draperies and top treatments and custom bed coverings are included in this great sale at 10% off. This winter window covering sale ends February 15th, so hurry in to take advantage of savings from 10 to 25% off. Window Works and More and Nest Home and Holiday at 1815 North Main Street. Is your car running on fumes and your pantry looks like you're getting ready to renovate? Well, buckle up for the gas and grocery sweepstakes brought to you by ERA Carroll Realty. Just head over to theshareedmedia.com, enter through February 1st for your chance to win a $200 gift card to Ridley's and a $200 gift card to Farmers Co-op. One lucky winner chosen by random draw on February 2nd. Look for the gas and grocery sweepstakes presented by ERA Carroll Realty on the contest. 